It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do that. And it's time for another podcast, everybody. NFL in London. Wade McWayne here with Ryan Call. Hello. Uh, we are just getting off of coming down from, uh, it is the playoffs. The first week of the playoffs mm-hmm. is done and dusted. Some great and horrible games. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Well, if you like defense, which some people did. There um, were some good defense. And there uh, was some good defense. There were some good surprises, some surprises that we picked, some surprises we did not see coming. Those are why they're called surprises. Uh, so Ryan and I are going to go through all the games um, from last week, uh, all the games uh, going for the divisional playoffs. Also, talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Uh, we were helping promote Greenwood Sports Bar and ETM Group, uh, and also Long Arm are having big Super Bowl parties. Uh, we'll be putting links up in our podcast and afterwards for that if you're looking for a place to party in Super Bowl. Uh, but we'll get into some of the games. Uh, let's start with the Saturday night. If you do want to watch Saturday night games, hey folks, Greenwood is showing the first game. They could not get a uh, late license for the second game. Uh, because it's very difficult in Westminster to get a license until 5 a.m. because London turns into the purge after 3. Unless they're zombies. It doesn't make any sense why London cannot show any late-night things. There's a few casinos, but on a Saturday night, those casinos do not put the audio on. I know. Come on. You want to compete with the New Yorks of the world? No, there's there's not not even close. We can't even compete with, like, even the Akron, Ohio's, which would be able to show... Dude, you uh, can't compete with, like, the smallest town in Canada. It's like the, London's the city that sleeps after 11. It does. Well, even the sports bar, a Boston pizza in my neighborhood. Well, yeah, it's like two. They'll say they'll someone to two. But even if not two, on a special nights, they say to six. And you're like, wow. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course. But so, Boston pizza, why don't you come on and move to... Get it together. London, yeah. Basically. Uh, but we're showing the first game. And we watched this game there last week. And it, it went pretty much according to plan as far as I'm... Uh, concerned. Indianapolis beating Houston 21-7. to Ryan and I both picked that Indianapolis would win, despite Houston being favored. Uh, you go back a year ago, a whole different Andrew Luck. Uh, he has 222 yards, two touchdowns. He's in his hometown. He's actually from Texas. Um, it got a little closer at the end, this game. Uh, uh, it Houston. wasn't even close. It wasn't close. That score doesn't even indicate. This game was over in like 10 minutes, it, it felt like. It did. They, they, you know, the, Houston could not get anything together. The defense was thwarted. Uh, Marlon Mack, 148 yards, one touchdown. What a game for that. Um, but the Houston could, couldn't really generate any plays of offense. They could not move this ball. Listen, again, we've been talking about this the whole entire year, just about, like, they haven't beat anybody. Mm. It just felt like, it just felt like Houston was this 11-5 and team that had a chance to get a bye that just blew it. And now, and then when they finally had to, had to play well, it, they did exactly what we thought they would do. Lamar Miller is invisible. Uh, Deshaun Watson is getting hit a lot. Yeah. Played a pretty decent game, but it wasn't as good. No. But the thing is, the problem was the Colts just came out firing. And yeah. they just came out, went up to a 21 nothing lead. Kind of took the brakes off a bit. Uh, Marlon Mack, what did he run for? Like 148 yards. 148 yeah, one yards. Touchdown. So, again, there was all that talk about maybe Le'Veon Bell uh, go to yeah. Indy. But if Marlon Mack's going to play like this in the playoffs, say he's your running back going forward. So, yeah. this is just a super exciting team. Indianapolis is a fun uh, they're like that team, uh, the, what is it? They're just like that uh, team in the, oh, what's that movie? The Back- Blind Side. No. The Replacements. <laughs> just start naming any football movie. Yeah. I was going to say, um, no, anyway. Air they're just like that real like bad news bears. Like, yeah, you okay. just, they play as a team. Yeah. Frank Reich's got these guys, especially when your coach quits on you. Mm-hmm. Right before the season starts, you get this guy, and people were saying, like, oh, well, he's their second choice. Like, I love it that Josh McDaniels doesn't get to coach Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck is playing right now. Maybe he's the best quarterback in the NFL playing right now. Yeah. Better than, again, going up against Mahomes is just going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be such a great game. Uh, but right now, who looks better than him? Like, I think he's just got complete command of the game. 
And I have just been reading the the Quarterback Whisperer, the book oh, okay. by Bruce Arians. Okay. And he has a whole chapter on Andrew Luck and how much of a genius he is. Yeah. It's like he's like a computer. You tell him it once and he just like right. puts it in and he never makes the same mistake again. So loving Indy, but this week it's gonna be a lot tougher than it was going to Houston. Definitely. Going to Kansas City is gonna be much, much tougher. It's their first playoff game since uh, 2014's Deflate Gate for Indianapolis. Uh Dontrell Inman, who originally played in the CFL, was looking very good in that game as well. Nice to see a CFL start. Uh, Andrew Luck went 19 for 32, 222 yards. And we talk about Deshaun Watson, 62 sacks, which was the league yeah. record this year. He took three in this game, hit eight times. <clears throat> you got to you got to look for Deshaun Watson and Houston going forward. When your quarterback gets 60, 62 times in a season, not yeah, good for you. It's not great. And uh, they had chances. They had a fourth down uh, in, in the red zone where they went for it, and they came up short, throwing it into the ground. It's just like every time they got close, they just shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And Indianapolis is playing that sneaky defense that no one really talks about their defense. They don't have, like, the Aaron Donalds, the yeah. J.J. Watts, the Clownies. They're just a bunch. Like, they have Darius Leonard as a rookie who led the NFL in tackles, was an all-pro as a rookie. Uh, so like they're just that again they're that real fun team who doesn't want to cheer for the Colts I'm I, I kind of want the Chiefs to win but I'm gonna cheer for the Colts just because I don't want Tom Brady to host the no, uh, no AFC one, Championship nobody does so, uh, very interesting enough in this game though too Andrew Luck with 29 yards of rushing Deshaun Watson uh, with 76 yards of rushing but Andrew Luck will still be able to rush the ball he's, he's still be able to move the ball he's still be able to scoot and boot uh, always a good thing when you can sort of see that happen as well. So I guess this puts, does this put Bill O'Brien back in the hot seat? It definitely should. I mean, real question you can't, look, they had a great comeback. I don't know how much of it was down to him, but there's got to be a disconnect with the fact that they keep tanking toilet when it comes it down to yeah, the Yeah, it doesn't seem to matter what, what he does. Like, he's got, he's got Deshaun Watson. He's got one of the best receivers in the game. You got bookend defensive ends in Watt and Clowney that almost no team in the NFL has. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got a decent secondary. But but you don't have great linebackers, so it's just like there. But you have, don't have you got to replace Lamar Miller. I think that's your number one. If you get Deshaun Watson a really good running game, he's not going to yeah. take sixty two hits. No, exactly. So that's what they really need to figure out. Like Lamar Miller had some great game, like a couple nice games at the end of the year. But this is like his fourth year on the team. He's getting older. They yeah. need like in a way like a Kareem Hunt. Like who knows? They might even go for Kareem Hunt. He's going to be a cheap option. Yeah. He'll have like a six game suspension probably. But he'll probably be got back in the league and after Tex- that. Texas is very lax when it comes to domestic violence, so that might actually work to their favor. I think they also need a good uh, playmaking tight end as well. Uh, because yeah. Watson has that ability that he's a scrambler. He can throw the ball out. You have a guy like Kelsey and Ertz, and you well, put him on a team like that. That's a guy who's going to make plays, and they don't have that kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, you, you can, can bring block. him on the line to yeah. an extra block. Block, you so. make plays, and that gives someone who is also going to protect him. Uh, Houston, you know, they've got a lot of the tools right. They're just not there yet. Um but, you know, Indianapolis moves forward. Indianapolis, when you look at the record, if you said at, at week One five, five, at week five, you said Indianapolis, are they going to be the dream darlings of the playoffs? But that, that's what we talked about. It's always that who is the hot team going yeah. into the playoffs. You know, you have Dallas on the other end. Yeah. They're not that team. Like, they came in really hot at the end. Um Winning like six of seven. Like Indianapolis has won like eight of nine or something ridiculous yeah. like that. Uh, so there again, no one wants to play India. This game against um, go against Patrick Mahomes going against Andrew Luck is going to be a close game. I definitely think that Andrew Luck has the potential, just being the better quarterback, to pull this off. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we'll talk. We'll do our little. Previous. They could be the new underdogs. They Get could your dog, be the mask dog on, mask. Colts. Get the dog mask on. I'm sure they they have a lot of them in Indianapolis. Get the cat, the cat mask. Cat, yeah, <laughs> kitty cat mask. Meow. All right, let's go to the next game. Uh, man, this is a late Saturday game. If you stayed up to watch it, I did not. I, I did watched not. actually part of it. I watched enough uh, 
to watch Alan Hearns, uh, uh, absolutely. Then, then I was like, I'm going to bed, and had horrible and nightmares then, after yeah, that. Two tennis six teams, Seattle, Dallas. Uh, I had thought Seattle would win. Uh, they did not. Dallas I overcame guess. them 24-22. Dak's legs ran them right up the middle, that 17-yard bolt right at the end. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 137 yards rushing. Um, Seattle, uh, nine straight playoff openings. They missed them up. Um, so Dallas defense really came with their crushing. A lot yes. of pressure. Uh, they, they don't let the running game go at all. No, Dallas defense is fantastic. Uh, but again, I, nothing to take away, but I, I was watching this game, and I was just, what was Seattle doing with some of their play calling? It didn't make any sense. Mm. They would have these, like, third and 14s, and they'd do two-yard outs into yeah. the sideline. and be like, they must have done that, like, three or four times. Like, fourth, like third and eight, and they run it when they haven't been able to run. And they just kept running. Chris Carson up the middle for one yard, up the middle for one yard, then a pass. They were, there was just no creativity in the play calling in Seattle. That was the one thing I took out of it. Uh, they took a massive penalty, I think, um, I think when they were having a chance to do a comeback. Yeah. Uh, but again, they had to do this ridiculous comeback at the end of the game because Dallas put it out of reach. Like, yeah. To be honest, that Dak Prescott play where he ran up on third and 14 yeah. to make that play to the run, diving, that, 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 alone, that alone probably just won him his contract. Yeah. You know? no, to win a game sure. like that, you put your guy to get a third and 14. Like, And Seattle's defense was keeping him under wraps. Like, He had a pretty good game. Yeah. I think Dak's probably one of his best games of his career. I think uh, so, Just was, because yeah. of the importance of it and everyone thinking, oh, Russell Wilson's just going to walk over. Not me, though. I got Dallas. Well, you know. Right. I, but it was all about Zeke. And that's so what you got to do. The whole thing is, to me, the game would have been gone. The game would have been done had Sebastian Janikowski not gone out yeah. for the half because they had to go for two points. They, didn't, have, they didn't trust their kicking. That and that, to me, that was the end of the game. As you lose your kicker, you can't do it. Then they started doing these drop kicks, which were ridiculous drop kicks. Yeah, you don't was... drop kick to the 28-yard line. That's not actually how a drop kick is supposed to work. You know what blows my mind is, like, how, if you're an NFL coach, like, I'll tell you what. Every one of my kicker punters would know how to kick field goals. Yeah. Right? Like they're just standing around all day after they do a bunch yeah. of kicks. Get the punter learn how to kick. Get the kicker learn how to punt. Because you never know. You don't have a backup. You never know. And then yeah. look what happens. And then you have to do the, the most horrific onside kick in yeah. the history of onside kicks. I think the NFL has a real problem with this onside kick rule that they've done. Because onside kicks used to be like an actual good chance of getting the ball back and having a chance to win this. It went, they used to be successful about something like 21% of the time. Yeah. And it's gone down to like four this year because it's almost become impossible. So it's, it's like, what do you do as a team when you have the ball? Like it, it's, it's going to have to, so, because it's just feeling like, oh, what's the point? You know, it's yeah. almost feeling like when it used to be an extra point to win it when you were at the one. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, but at least now it's at the 35. You're like, oh shit, this is no gimme kick. Anyone yeah. can miss this. Uh, you wonder if you had to do like a line out like rugby where they line up and just toss the ball and that's sort of the way in. Yeah, so, there just know, needs, but I think there's got to be something that's some sort of jeopardy. I think you I think you can change the NFL rules the way you have them, but I think but on onside kicks you should be able to do that move because let's let's face it, how many onside kicks you do in a game a season? Like, yeah. Three? Well, it's only really playoffs, and, and you know you're only really doing it in, in games of Jeopardy where there is something on the line here, and, and it is mostly playoffs. That you're so doing that's what I mean. So I think right now they got a real problem because it's feel, it's feeling like no team has a check. If you score that late goal, you don't be like, come on, let's get the onside kick. You're just like, ah, oh, we're yeah, screwed. Good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, let's try. Kick. And let's see that guy was trying to literally kick it so high. Yeah. Yard, that's probably the only way you can do it. Just, just straight practice up that like, the height kicks. But I don't know how you like they scoop it. Like you need to get like a lob wedge. 
out there and just have kind to, of just scoop it right up. You have here. to bring in some foreigners. Have to bring in some Aussies and uh, and some Kiwis and people who've played rugby to maybe do some drop kicks. Maybe yeah. that's it. Gotta have an international player. But good on Dallas. You know what? Yeah. They did play great. They uh, did they sneak kept... out the win. Uh, you know, uh, Russell Wilson was eighteen for twenty-seven, two hundred and thirty-three yards. Tyler Lockett. But most but of that was in the last. Tyler Lockett had those beautiful catches. I mean, he just had some breadbasket catches. Um, but they held him 14 yards rushing, which is a very scary thing to, to you know, who's obviously playing Dallas next week, uh, stopping the run. And Dallas can very much and stop Seattle the run. Seattle really feels like it's missing Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Uh, because even though Jimmy Graham is getting old, he's a bit slow, he still was a red zone target. Yeah. He was still that guy you could depend on to get those third and sixes, you know, where especially when the running game wasn't working. To have a guy like that definitely would have helped. And Seattle had a good run. I think a lot of people, they were the darling. They were like kind of the NFC. They yeah. came, no one expected anything out of them, and then they walked in. And unfortunately, they were just on the road, and it was just too good of a defense for them to get through. Too good of a defense. Now let's get to a team that didn't have too good of a defense. Ryan had picked the Baltimore Ravens to win. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm so angry. Wade picked the Chargers, this. and of course the Chargers win 23-17. to 17. So angry. They stifled this defense. Lamar Miller had no, or Lamar Jackson had nowhere to go. Nowhere to run to. Uh, Badgley hits five field goals from 21, 50, 40, 37, and 47. Um, the Chargers are in the playoffs the last time uh, they actually beat was in New England 2007. Um, but uh, um, Philip uh, Rivers, 22 for 32, 160 yards. Um, what a, what a way to stifle this Baltimore defense. Uh, you know, this, and start, start for the offense. This game was so weird because it had no right coming down to what it came yeah. down to. Lamar Jackson had no right to try and win in this game. Those first three quarters was probably the worst three quarters I've ever seen a football player play. Yeah. And I thought the last time, I, 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 when I saw last year, we had Tyron Taylor put up 70 yards in the in the finals. Yeah. Thank God Lamar Jackson went out and threw two touchdowns. And yeah. didn't have a, so statistically, but he was up there like that. It was he, was minus, he was like minus he two was yards. minus two yards going yeah. into the fourth quarter. He also and took seven sacks seven from that defense. Seven sacks. He was fumbling all over the place. Yeah. I, I understand that they were just like, listen, we got to stick with this kid. we got to let him go. And good on them because he did come back and he did have that chance to win. So I think it was the smart move, even though everyone was calling for Flacco. Yeah. I was thinking, how could he not go to Flacco? Because it felt like the Chargers, who were just in complete control, were trying to do everything in their power to lose this game. Yeah, And that's the real thing that kind of worries me about when they play a team like the Patriots. Because a team like the Patriots, if they got given that chance yeah. that Baltimore got given, they would not have lost. No, exactly. They would absolutely beat them. And I'm afraid that's where I feel like um, I just worry that they're going to be a little bit too conservative. And they're gonna if they even if they get out to a lead against the Patriots, they're gonna let them chip back because they're just gonna be too afraid to really go for the jugular. And I think that's what the Chargers needed to do. They needed to go for the jugular. I think, but again, they were playing a running an, a, unbelievably good yeah. defense too in Baltimore. Yeah. So no disrespect to the Baltimore defense, which was one of the best all year. They did play hard. Yeah. But it just felt like the Chargers had this game in complete control. They did, yeah. I mean, I, I can see what they're doing with the running quarterback. You know, they wanted to give him a bit of space because they figure he's going to chuck it and hurt himself. Well, they did um, a lot of, like, seven cornerbacks. So they yeah. were just getting a lot of speed out there. So he wasn't running like a, like a maniac like he was yeah. all year. They did a really great job. The Chargers did a really yeah. great job. At Melvin Ingram was amazing. Seven tackles, two sacks. I mean, he was all over the place. Yeah. And, and I think with him and Joey Bosa going forward, you're really looking at a, at a problem for New England. Uh, but, yeah. you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, they did a really good job of adjusting. You have to give full credit to the Chargers for what they did and how, as you said, the first three quarters, they just choked them. It was like a choke out. Yeah. And it, they didn't know what to do. 
Um, you know, I mentioned last week in the podcast, I said, you know, the, the, the distinguishing feature of this game to me was that they had faced him twice and faced him twice. They'll know what to do. And they read him exact. They knew exactly what he was doing and they shut him down. Uh, good victory by the Chargers. They move on. Baltimore moves on to golfing season. That's all right. Well, it's going to be uh, you know, it is a great season for Baltimore and gives Lamar Jackson another year. It's going to be really exciting to watch yeah. him. For the, so let's just hope. Now, Let's see, just hope they become a bit more passing because it kind of proved in the NFL, like, yeah, you got this great running game, but when you need to win it, you need to pass it. And yeah. unfortunately, Mar Jackson just couldn't do it in the first three quarters. Now, if we talk about golfing, I'm going to talk about the best golfer in the NFL. And I met him. He gave me a tour of Soldier Field. His name is Robbie Gould. Yes. Robbie Gould, uh, when I did a tour of Who's Soldier Field. Who's now going to get a statue of him put out front. So, uh, now, you know, I never wanted Robbie Gould to leave the Chicago Bears. I thought Robbie Gould was an amazing kicker. Even since leaving the Chicago Bears, he's averaged almost 90%. He's 82 of 85. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, 90% pretty much in his kicking since then. But who's not? It is a former Philadelphia Eagle. Um, yeah. Uh, he got that sweet yeah. new contract last year, too. So that's how they kind of stuck with him. Yeah. They gave him like $9 million. So now, that, now, I mean, we, are, we will talk about the kick. It was blocked. So, I mean, wow. It does. You can I still think it wouldn't have, I still think it would have missed. It was not going straight. And it really didn't feel like the block. He did. Well, he, did, no, he, did, he got a finger on it. So he got a finger on it. He did touch it. So that affects it. So. I mean, the whole thing is, I, I, the game, I was waiting for, for Bane to show up. Your dreams are over! Go home now! Um, Foles and uh, Golden Tate with 56 seconds left. The Chicago Bears lose 16-15. Disappointing. Um, you know, Chicago did not play well, but I don't think Philadelphia played that well either. They were two teams that were wild card teams, it felt like. Yeah, it, it, it was a defensive battle, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say is, like, again, Mitchell Trubisky had a, had a decent game. I wouldn't say it was, like, he threw for 300 yards. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that, you know, came on that last drive. But it was just felt like it was one of those games. Again, you can't, if you don't score more than 15 points, like, I'm sorry, like, that's not good enough. You say yeah. Parkey. Parkey got more points than Trubisky. He did. Cody Parkey did. I mean, so, he, you know, people boo him, but he did get more points. Yeah, and, and again, I, of course, yeah, he, you got, I, I, I think anything... Under 50, to me, you got to hit. Yeah, no, that was... I think if it's over 50, even if it's like 49, whatever, you're just like, okay, you know, that could miss. But if it's 43, that's got to be automatic every single time. Well, it's also the the same way he did it, the double doinking, which is like, when it happens... Six times this year. Yeah. When it happens that many times, you're like, Jesus, dude. You know, like, come on. But it, it, it was really interesting because the one thing, especially with the Bears and that defense, which has been awesome. So they were awesome this week. But it was just really upsetting that the one drive where they needed to be the Bears D is the one drive that Nick Foles just walked down the field on them. Well, there's also so some really, stupid penalties from Chicago. There's some stupid we penalties. That's 50, what I mean. 50 yards and stupid penalties, but never took penalties. But that's all what year. I mean because that late was, hits, I think high was, hits, you know, things like that that really fucked things it's up. It's one of those things when you build your team as this defensive powerhouse. Uh. Again, 6, 15, 16 points should be enough to win you a playoff game. Like, no team put up more than 24 this week. Yeah. Um, so, again, you got to score more than that. So, that's on Trubisky. That's yeah. on the Bears. They just didn't get the offense moving enough. Philly had played good D, but, again, they got up 300 yards. Yeah. So, there's no real reason. They just couldn't get it done. It was just very upsetting to do that at home in such an opportunity. But Nick Foles is like the, the legend. Now I'm cheering for Nick Foles. Now. Oh, I'm not. I don't think he was that good. He looked. He looked. Well, hard. Yeah, he was great in the fourth quarter. Which he, he was fine. He was fine in the fourth quarter. The way he came back. But as I said, there was putting up those seven points. 
I mean, he is again, gonna, but he's going up against the Bears, D, yeah. which is one of the hardest defenses. It where, is, and where he was Chicago able to get it. only put up twelve. Where I got it, like, where uh, like the Rams really struggled. Yeah. So he did better than those teams. He did, did better. He did okay. I mean, uh, you know, obviously the, you got two Andy Reid proteges in this in this game. Uh, the Bears, obviously, you're gonna have to look at doing some rebuilding. Uh, talking uh, different people for for defense next year coming in. Disappointing for the Bears. Yeah, very uh, disappointing. But I think now, uh, ooh, I don't know. Well, what to, well, Philadelphia. They lost Fangio, so they got lost their yeah. lost their defensive coordinator. Well, they're talking Chuck Pagano or but something. But again, like with that, that defense, yeah. who cares? So you're you're walking any coach will be walking into a goal. Yeah, line. Fangio's uh, old anyway, so it doesn't matter. We just got young guys to take over. Uh, before we get into the predictions, we got a new sponsor, uh, Bet Profit. I don't know if you heard about Bet Profit. Uh, BetProfit, BetProfit.co, is here to help you start off your 2019 punting right. Profit is a secondary marketplace that offers customized liquidity and market rate cash outs on all bets. Tired of unfair and customized cash out options on your sports books? Head over to Profit, where you've taken a unique perspective on gambling. By cashing out with Profit instead of your book, you can make more money, see in real time how much of your risk you should lay off with what win-loss scenario looks like on each side. And finally, you give another punter great odds in the process instead of giving money back to your book. They're looking to create a community where users make more money and give each other better odds rather than donating to monopolistic books. We're going to illustrate how this is possible. Okay, here's how Bet Profit works. Just listen to the way. If you bet on Dallas, feel your Indy to win Super Bowl 53 last week, you would have gotten about 30 to 1. All these teams' odds have now moved to 15 to 1, and all of them look very dangerous. That means their value increased two times after one win. So if you originally bought $100 to net $3,000, your bet could now be worth 200 at 15 to 1 odds. If either of these teams advance the conference championship, their odds would move roughly to 5 to 1 at all, meaning your bet will have gone up six times in value. Well, as of now, you would not be able to cash out fairly on any of these bets. This is where Profit is here to help. With Profit, you can sell all of your bet or just a percentage of your bet, the way you can win money no matter the outcome of the bet. Profit is a marketplace that are buyers and sellers. So if your bet is worth 5 to 1 right now and you got it at 30 to 1, Profit would suggest you sell the bet at 6 to 1. It's because if you try to sell it at 5 to 1, no one's going to buy your bet since they can get it at the sports book for the same price. Surely as a buyer would rather have it 6 to 1 than 5 to 1, right? With this in mind, Profit would suggest you sell 40% of your bet at 6 to 1 or 200, down, 200 pounds to net 1,200 pounds. As a result, if either of these teams win the Super Bowl, you'll net 1,800 pounds, 3,000 minus 1,200. If they lost, you still net 100 pounds, 200 minus 100. On the other hand, buyers get the bet at 6 to 1 as opposed to 5 to 1, and they can just buy percentage of that bet. Thus, sellers are guaranteed profit, and buyers are getting better odds than sportsbooks are offering. It's a no-brainer, win-win for everyone. With profit, you type in your original bet's info, see how much money you'll make on both sides based on what percentage of your bet you sell and the odds you sell at. This is something currently unavailable to customers. Profit is changing the game, giving the best rates in the market and customized liquidity all in interface, it shows you how much money you're making. If you want to keep making less money than you should, keep cashing out your cash cow cow book. If you're looking for a new experience and community, head over to Profit. Sign up at www.betprofit.co. They're launching in February. Very exciting new thing in the gambling market. Sell bets, make money. And if well we're... done. Well, well done. done on the review. Let's uh, let's take let's get into our games this weekend. Uh, people, if you want to watch the games, we are talking going to Greenwood, Greenwood Sports Bar, right across from Victoria Station. Uh, they will be showing the first game, the first game in its entirety, till about 12.30. We'll have to finish up your drinks at around 12. It's very difficult to get a late license in Westminster. First Saturday game, 11 and 6, sorry, 11 and 5 Indianapolis Colts, 12 and 4 Kansas City. Kansas City favoring this game by 5.5 points, 57 points over under. This team has not been the same since Kareem Hunt. No. It's a team, well, yes, that is absolutely true. And it shouldn't be. Like, how you can't lose 
that someone that important to your offense and expect to be just as good. Uh, this is a massive game for, for the Kansas City Chiefs um, for many reasons. Number one, they, they've what, they lost 11 of the last 12. They haven't won a home playoff game yeah. since Joe Montana was the quarterback, which wow. is just a ridiculous yeah. When stat. people forget about Joe Montana, yeah, you, 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 you play you for the Chiefs. Yeah, that. Joe Montana played for the Chiefs. That's how long it's yeah. been since they won a home playoff game. So that's got like, to sit on them. You know, yeah, it's like sure. It's kind of like how... They're, they're kind of like how England has that like that that the just, World Cup. They just can't get it off. They like can't the shake in it hockey, after exactly, that yeah. semifinals. You know, just can't get further. But right now, um, I think this is a really good opportunity for the Chiefs too. Right, they're at yeah. home. They're they're angry. They're, they're coming out. They're the number one seed. They know that if they win, they host probably the Patriots. Yeah. But you never know. But they're going to be then hosting it. Andy Reid knows of all the talk, and he's heard it all. And I think this is a game they're just going to let do what you do best, and you just let Patrick Mahomes go wild. Yeah. Let him, let him, let him loose. You know, you don't have the running game. Don't think you're going to like trick them and just all of a sudden be like, oh, we're going to hand it off and not, you know, when coaches yeah. get too cute. Andy Reid's too smart for that. Um, I really like Kansas City to win this game. I think the Colts are going to absolutely keep it close. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, they're going to use Damian Williams really well. I think Travis Kelce is a perfect game for him because Indianapolis does not defend the tight end very well. At the same time, when you look at how much time that they had last week against the Houston defense, Indianapolis has a big defense, but no one of these marquee names. So I think he's going to have a lot of time. I think Marlon Mack is going to have one hell of a game on him. Eric Ibron is going to have one hell of a game. But again, the Kansas City scores at will. They're going to spend that bye week focusing and shoring up their defense because everyone on the pundit, everyone on TV is going, Kansas City defense, Kansas City defense, Kansas City defense. Well, they're going to have to do something about it. I see it a tight game. I don't see it as a five and a half point spread, but I do have Kansas City winning this one 31 to 28. Yeah, it's going to be. It's it's a big difference from going against Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, which are two of the best. But now you go, but and that's pretty much all you had to worry yeah. about in in Houston stopping. Now you got to worry about you know Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelce, Sammy Watkins might be back, so yeah. he's another speed threat. Um, one day you don't need to worry about is Calvin Benjamin because he won't be doing anything. No. Uh, but again, and then you got Patrick Mahomes, who's who's literally probably going to be the NFL MVP, put up fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards. Yeah. He's going to be absolutely pumped. And I actually, I agree with you. I think Kansas City is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I'm going to go 33-30. All right. It's going to be my attempt. But I definitely think, but if I, this is to me the hardest game of the whole entire weekend to pick. Yeah. Um, because I think there's a really, really good chance Indianapolis can pull this off just because of how good Andrew Luck is looking right now and how now that he's back and yeah. I'm so excited and it's good for the NFL to have their best quarterbacks oh, yeah. in the playoffs. Like you don't want to see like the the Mariotas and the yeah. Tyrod Taylors and the the Blake Bortles. Like I wanna see the Andrew yeah. Lucks against the like the good quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you want to see. And we got some amazing quarterbacks coming yeah. in the next one. So And there's some great quarterbacks. I mean uh, they're saying that Aaron Rodgers will be watching this at home. Yeah. Uh, with Danica Patrick. Yeah. So but that's I feel like, yeah, I think yeah. that at home they gotta take care of business. They gotta put an end to this streak. They know how important it is, and I think they're finally gonna do it. Yeah, get no, that monkey off their back. I think so as well. This will be a, it. Should be a cold game in Kansas City, uh, but you know they really need this one. And you know, as I said, if they do, and and I, I'm hoping that you know the people are talking in Kansas City about this playoff curse. But I think they should be able to win this one. About next weekend, we're not sure, but for this one, I think they will. <clears throat> Here's another team uh, that we're gonna talk about: Dallas and the Rams. As far as I'm concerned. Kansas City has not been the same since Kareem Hunt, and L.A. Rams have not been the same since Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's because a good Cooper comparison. Cup was his—he th- was third down. He was Mister Third Down. Whenever Goff was in trouble, Cooper Cup was there. Yeah. He wasn't the number one receiver, but if you look at their points, 
their points have gone down. They were averaging, you know, over 40 points. They got 23 against Detroit, 15 against Chicago, 23 against Philadelphia in the past three weeks. That's all when Cup is there. And I think that's all really happened. Since week 12 when he went down, their average point scoring has gone. Will that matter? I mean, uh, you got Dallas, you've got Todd Gurley now against his Dallas defense. This is going to be interesting. But you also have on the Rams side of the defense, you've got Donald, Sue, Brockers. So, you know, but the one thing that Rams have given up, the one thing that they're really bad at is allowing points off the run. They've they've been gashed by some of the running games this year. Yeah, and and again, like the Rams have been without Gurley for the last three weeks, like three or four weeks he's been out. Uh, even having the extra week to rest. So we don't even know how healthy he is. So yeah. if he comes back and if he's not looking like the Todd, the NFL MVP, Todd Gurley, that was potentially possibly going to be until he went down. So we don't know what he's going to look like, yeah. especially going against his defense. It's not going to be easy. Again, I, I agree. I think Cooper Cup was a massive loss. And they don't have a great tight end that they can look to on yeah. third down. So you've got Brandon Cooks, who's more of like a deep ball, more of a, he's not that little, he's not yeah. that possession receiver, but you got Robert Woods, but he's kind of now, they, they really focus on this. And But having Aaron Donald, I think, yeah. is the key difference. Aaron Donald is a game wrecker. Mm-hmm. He is, he's, he's what, led the league in sacks with like 20 and a half sacks, uh, reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year again. He's unbelievably unstoppable yeah. he is unstoppable and I don't see the Dallas offensive line I see Dak getting hit and Dak fumbles a lot yeah. Dak turns it over a lot and I think Aaron Donald's going to make his life a living hell so I think the key to Dallas if they want to stay in this is they got to it's got to be all through Zeke yeah. Zeke is unbelievable like, he is when he gets going but you also got Tlaib who I think is just going to cover Amari Cooper so that'll be a blanket out I mean, yeah, again, Al, losing Allen Hurts. And you have Marcus Peters, so you switch him on either yeah. side. They're going to follow him, so they're going to take out take out Cooper, force it to be Zeke, and I think that's going to be tough because the LA Rams have not been stopping the run this well. They haven't, this so I, I can see them using Zeke a lot. I, I think, think it's going to be a lot closer game than people It will think. be. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I think LA being in LA is a massive advantage. Yeah. I think they play better in LA. That LA crowd is massive. That yeah. stadium is when huge. they come and it's like, oh, the Chargers or Rams? Well, they it's, it's Rams. Oh, okay, good, yeah, yeah. They don't care about the Chargers. Yeah. Are always playing at home. Yeah. When, when, basically, they're playing at home this week when yeah. they're on the road. But I think I think the Rams are going to win this. Um, I think it's going to be, but they're not going to put up the big points. I think it's going to be twenty-seven to twenty-one. 27-21. I have 27-24, favorite number. Yes. Uh, I got the Rams winning this one. It, it's going to be a tight game. Obviously, I think it's going to be a very tight game. It is trying to get to uh, Dak. Losing Alan Hearns, I think, is a big thing for them last week because you you lose another viability in wide receiver. I'm not sold on Cole Beasley at all. Um, no, no one is. He's he, not. Can, he can barely catch a cold, and if he's got it, he drops it. Um, so... I've got a 27-24. This will be a tight game. I see this one of the games where the Rams get a big lead and Dallas starts marching back like they do using Zeke's feet. Um, But this game, I see this game being a very, very tight game. Again, we will not be showing this at the Greenwood. Uh, There will be a few places to watch it. Most likely, it would probably be the... the uh, Empire Casino, Casino or the Grosvenor, Grosvenor Casino as well. But again, folks, a lot of these places do not have sound on, so it'll be very difficult to, to listen yeah, to. Yeah, just it. watch it at home. Watch it You'll at enjoy home it. podcast there. We're just keeping going on, keeping going on. Um, um, so let's talk about this game. Chargers at New England. Uh, Chargers really showed us a new viability and a new level in themselves last week, um, uh, which was really, I think, very interesting. We never really saw the defense react like this when you had games like Denver where they you know, were stifling and struggling. Um, so uh, let's break this down, Ryan. How do you see this game Ooh, going? I, I think this would be this would be my favorite game. Oh, it's gonna be awesome! Yeah, I'm so excited for it. 
Um, I have to go with my Chargers because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. So I yeah. feel like, even though my heart is going to the Chargers, but my brain Your pretty brain. much thinks the Patriots are going to win this. Um, this. This is the one thing I would say. Like Tom Brady in the last little bit of, I agree, without Josh Gordon, he just yeah. doesn't look the same. Uh, Gronk's just looks slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, again, Tom Brady in the regular season, Tom Brady in the playoffs are two different quarterbacks. Yeah. He will find a way to keep this game close. He will find a way to move the ball. The difference is... Uh, that the only way we've seen this throughout the years, the only way Tom Brady's been beaten is when you hit him. Yeah, is when you hit him. Other than last year when they could, but they, they hit him at the end and they forced that turnover. Yeah. But now when you got the bookends of Ingram and Bosa, mm-hmm. when you saw the Giants, they had like Houston uh, uh, OC. Yeah. Like they had those amazing quarters with they just, even Strand back in yeah. the day. They hit him, and that's what you got to do. And Tom Brady, when he's been pressured, he's putting the ball at people's feet. He's a bit more yeah. skittish. I'm not saying that Tom Brady's lost it because I don't think he has. He's had a great year. Um, but I feel like everyone around him's kind of lost it. I yeah. feel Gronk's lost it. Yeah. I feel his offensive line's not as good as it was. I feel uh, Edelman's not as good, even though Edelman has, still has had some good games. But I'm not scared of Edelman no, exactly. on defense. Like you have Darwin James, who's going to be on Gronk, and Darwin James has been one of the best rookies of the whole entire season. You got those bookends; they're going to put pressure on Brady. So the real difference maker for the Patriots is going to be Sony Michelle. The way they're going to use him, using him and Burkhead and James White, yeah. that's how the Patriots beat you. They're, they're going to take away the pass, but he, no one can kill you with dinking and dunking, yeah. moving it over to, to James White, putting it to Burkhead. Uh, so those plays in the screens to, um, what's his name, uh, 84, the big Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson, yeah. Like they've just found a way to use anybody yeah. and any means to beat you. So I think being on the road is going to be really tough, but I think that with a bit, a bit of pressure... And I think Bosa and Ingram are playing their best football. Phil Rivers needs to go to a Super he Bowl. To. He needs yeah. to do this. He's had such a good career. I feel so bad for him. And I'm going to say he's going to win this uh, 24-23 on a last-second field goal. I think they're going to win it. Wow. Wow. Big prediction from Ryan. And uh, one that I actually agree with. I actually have the Chargers to win this as well. The one thing, I don't think Michelle will be the useful one. I think it's going to be James White. Michelle's too small. White they'll use just because he's a, he's a pinball. And Corderell Patterson... He's big, and he can move the ball around, so I think they'll be using him as well. New England cannot stop this run. They're too, they're having, they've had problems with the run all year. Miami and Pittsburgh just jammed up the middle. And using Eckler and Melvin Gordon, just doing his little slot options, being able to dump the ball off them, I think that's where we're going to find success. They're going to have to try to put pressure on Phillip Rivers, which I think they're going to try to, but it's still not the same. It'll be interesting because we have Hunter Henry's uh, active for yeah. this game, which is going to be really interesting to finally... Uh, see him to back. see if he's able to if do he can do anything because right now they got Antonio Gates who yeah. literally he's like the slowest he's guy. He's thirty eight years old. Thirty eight years old. Yeah. It's, Never you know, a girl. It's not his yeah. fault. He's he's a Hall of Famer and everything. He's, he's amazing. But right now, Hunter Henry could be that little X factor that puts a little bit of uh, somewhere that especially because you haven't been able to game plan yeah. for him because he's been out all year. So how much will he play? Will he be a factor? Because I think putting that with like Hunter Henry, then with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. And then being able to pass it to Gordon, that's a lot of weapons. That it they, is. They, this is the time. This is the time. The Patriots are vulnerable. you got to go out and you got to win this. And no team in the NFL has been better on the road than the Chargers. And no team has been better at home than the Patriots. So it's a perfect game. Perfect perfect matchup. It should, the weather should be okay in this one as well. But uh, I think Ryan and I both chose in the Chargers. We both chose L.A. versus L.A. in the Super Bowl at the yeah. start of the year, which so is insane. Uh, we didn't talk to each other about that. Yeah. We just both independently chose that but we both have la uh chargers beating the patriots in this one again join us at greenwood sports bar info at greenwood london if you'd like to book a table we'll be upstairs in the nfl lounge the final game we'll be watching that game 
Um, I think this one will be the uh, furthest away score of all weekend. Uh, bring your dog masks if you like. Uh, you'll be tossing the tar- gra- garbage afterwards. 10-6 Philadelphia versus 13-3 New Orleans. New Orleans, eight-point favorites in this one, 51-point over-under. Last time these two teams played against, her, against each other was Week 11, uh, where the blowout. Saints won 48-7. to uh, New Orleans, uh, there's no Jordan Hicks in that time. Uh, Ingrid and Kamara uh, got together for 174 yards in that one. Um, well, I don't think that's going to happen because Philadelphia's defense has got better. But Foles uh, is going to struggle in this one because New Orleans, they're third against the run. They are very good at pressuring the quarterback. Uh, Chicago was one thing, but this New Orleans defense uh, combining with Drew Brees, this is a bridge too far, I think, as far as it goes yeah, for Nick it's, Foles. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Nick Foles, but you got to love Nick Foles. I'm, I'm going to be cheering for him. I, I want the Saints to win because I want Drew Brees to go yeah. to Super Bowl, as well, even if I get my pick wrong. I'm still probably going to cheer for Brees over the Rams. I'll cheer for my heart over my yeah. pick any day of the week. But you know what? And the real question, the interesting thing is, is, is if Foles manages to pull this off, then do you have a you have a full on quarterback controversy because you got mm-hmm. this guy because Carson Wentz did not look the same no. this year they did last year and then he at the end of the year he had like a, like a broken back or some yeah. bad injury so who knows how that's gonna and because right now Foles is gone as good as gone after this year he's gonna yeah. be on the free agency he'll probably be like Miami's quarterback there's a couple Jacksonville teams. Yeah. Jacksonville might go for him. Uh, with that defense, that would be a great great signing. But you're going to overpay for Nick Foles. Yeah. So what Nick Foles are we going to see is the real storyline. I, yeah. I think we know what New Orleans offense we're going to see. And I think the important thing with them, they, they, were, they were a different offense when Camaro was yeah. the main involvement. I think when, when he was at the beginning of the year, he was just lighting it up. He was getting touchdowns everywhere. Ingram came back. Ingram's a great compliment. But it, didn't feel, it felt like Camaro got phased out a bit. So I want to see more of him. Because he's the most exciting player yeah. on the field out there. And I think when you get him in open space, he's one of the hardest to tackle. Philadelphia's no joke, though. That defense plays strong. They play well. They got Fletcher Cox. But at home, New Orleans is just a different team. And I think New Orleans, they know this now. This is their time. Yeah. There was that story that Sean Payton came in with a bag full of money. Like 250000 in cash in a bag. And he's like, if you win this, if you want this money, win three more fucking games. Yeah. So he's going for the old, uh, he's going for the old money. Motivation. Show Motivational me the money. Motivational tricks. Show me the money. Probably made it rain all in that nice. place. So Strippers. I'm going New Orleans. I think New Orleans going to win this. Uh, I think it's going to be 35 to 28. 35-28. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things, I mean, people are saying, oh, New Orleans has let off. They, they, the Saints have pulled back. You know, in the past few weeks... What they've been doing, they've been using all these undrafted people. They've basically been using everyone on the bench. Um, and I think mixing the ball around because I think they're getting ready for the playoffs and being able to utilize the big guys, to utilize Brandon Cooks, to utilize these guys that, you know, Michael Thomas, that you're just, or sorry, Michael Thomas, you're just hitting this guy deep. Um, so I really see this as a blowout. I can't see this as any other way but a blowout. Um, I've got it 38-24. I think Philadelphia will go, but I think New Orleans, again, at home, it's just going to crush them by moving yeah, this ball it's around. It's going to be tough. It's going to be and tough. And their but... defense is going to shut down the, the whatever little running game they have. <laughs> Nick Foles will be struggling to get the ball off. I see a few interceptions this game from him. I think the dog mass, you know... It, it, but to put the dogs to sleep. Yeah, it is. it is. It's basically <laughs> put the dogs to sleep. And please recycle those dog mass, Philadelphia fans, when you're there. Because they are uh, rubber. They're tired. And exactly. they're played out. And they're played out. So we got some good games again coming up this week, folks. Uh, just to recap, Indianapolis at Kansas City, uh, 9.35 Saturday night. That will be playing at Greenwood Sports Bar. That's right across from Victoria Station. Dallas at LA Rams, 1.15 on Saturday. 
we will not be showing that game, but if you want to go uh, either Empire Casino or Grosvenor Casino, those guys should be showing it as well. Um, Chargers versus New England, we'll be watching that at Greenwood. That's 6.05 kickoff on Sunday night. Info at greenwoodlondon.com if you would like to reserve yourself a table. And Philadelphia, New Orleans, uh, they've got a late license again this Sunday uh, for that venue. Uh, so you can watch the games there. Uh, again, if you want to book a table, let us know. Uh, Philadelphia and New Orleans fans, come out and join us for that one. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, I want to thank our uh, supporter guys at Bet Profit. Make sure you check out Bet Profit. Make some, uh, it's in beta mode right now. They're not launching right now, but at least you can go see what the odds are, see what happens. Uh, it's always nice if you bet on someone at 30 to 1, and it turns out that those odds uh, start increasing. You can start selling a percentage of those bets and make yourself some money. I'm Wade McWayne uh, for Ryan Call. Thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Hope to see you this week. Good luck with your NFL weekend, and enjoy the divisional playoffs.